Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because both it and the comic are truly outrageous. This week, you guys, Dark Gem Part 5. It's our penultimate issue of the Dark Gem Saga. Who is hype? (laughs) I'm feeling the hype. This issue kind of gave me everything I wanted. Yeah, it is really exciting. Apparently, some solicits uh, mislabeled this one as part five of five, which would be awfully disappointing because we don't actually conclude Dark Gem here. We don't have our denouement or anything. This is our this is our gearing up for the final showdown. And it's really exciting. I love Dark Gem. I really like this cover, too. Again, it's it's very Mike Mignola. Oh, yeah. You know, it really is with all the use of shadows and stuff on there. I don't know the variant covers since I do these digitally, but this one is our main one with Silica and her new hot band, The Sickness, who are all amazing. Get down with The Sickness. A freaking theremin. I love this. All right, so previously on Dark Gem. Oh, we start with the holograms discussing how they're going to shut down Synergy. We're going to need to anyway. Then we actually slip to Synergy and Silica. Well, Synergy trying to stop Silica and Silica turning and blasting Synergy. Yeah, she breaks down into binary. It's good. And then uh, Silica saying a new band. We are called the Sickness. We don't get their names here, but what are they? They're Scream, Shiver, and, and Synth. Who plays Synth? Synth plays Synth, you guys. I love it. I don't know why I find this so funny. Hold on, everybody. First page has cuties on it. Right, this is significantly less dark than we would have been expecting from uh, from everything that's leading up to it. This is a page full of cute, adorable glam babies. Glam babies. They make their dreams come true. We have the baby holograms, well, minus Jerica, running around a pool. With Kimber being upset as she chases Shayna and Aja. Yeah, Kimber is much smaller than Shayna and Aja. They're shooting each other with super soakers. They're running around the pool. This is definitely the uh, the Benton house where all the girls live as adults. And uh, as we follow this, we slowly get the idea that this is actually a POV shot from Jerrica, which is interesting. And uh, what I also like is that these next couple of pages during this flashback all have the exact same panel structure, which are these long, flat panels. It's it, These long panels give a really good shot of a, of a POV sort of thing without having those weird little eye holes that sometimes people do when they're trying to give you an idea of looking at someone's perspective. Yeah, because that, that's what it looks like looking up from inside somebody's head. Yeah, definitely. Uh, th- I see everything just through eye holes. They're always eye-shaped. That's because you've got to take the Halloween mask off your face. Oh, I don't want to. And uh, one of the great things about this point of view shot is after we see the we, well, Aja cannonballs and we see Kimber and Jerrica's mom. Yeah, it's Jackie Button. Whose face looks exactly like Synergy's. Yeah, she's even got her hair in the same style, and, like, the swimsuit outfit that she's wearing looks vaguely jazzercise So Jackie Benton is a character who we uh, won't see until late season two of the Gem cartoon. So it's cool to see her here again and see how Sophie and Kelly sort of worked in similarities to Jerrica and Kimber here, as well as Roboto using that sort of similar color palette that really works. Yeah, you can see uh, where Kimber gets her height and uh, some of her facial features from, definitely. Absolutely. Because Jackie Benton is an Amazon. She is a beautiful Amazon goddess who is going to be a robot. Uh, We also see behind Jackie, happy birthday, daddy. It's a party. And yet someone here is missing. It's Cave Starlight. 
Cave Starlight's missing. So uh, Jackie sends Jerica to go find Cave Starlight and tell him to come eat. We see a brief uh, reflection of her because he is in the pool house where we later find out Synergy is housed. And she is so cute. She's got these big round glasses and long hair. She's just like awkward proto-tween. It's adorable. Dad, Mom wants me to get you. Dinner's ready. Just give me a few more minutes. Cave Starlight is uh, working at something that looks a lot like a portable version of the whole Synergy projection unit from the cartoon. He's using computers that are so old they are beige. And he's got HackerTyper.com going on the laptop. He absolutely does. There's all these green lines of code, even though those computers would definitely be displaying in, uh, in color. I think that's an aesthetic choice. I think it is. That seems like the kind of thing Cave Starlight would do. Cave Starlight has an aesthetic to a pole. And it is glittery. Jerrica definitely takes after her dad. You can see it in the face. You're right. She absolutely does. Also, he is a cutie. He is. Good choice, Jackie. I'm also kind of glad that this is the first time we see him as opposed to in the cartoon when he's just sort of ensconced in shadows for a couple episodes. So we, uh, we get back to the table and Kimber's about to start eating a burger as large as her head. I was very upset when Jackie tells her to wait. Okay, straight up, Kimber's faces in these next couple of pages are maybe the best thing. They're magical. Jerrica passes on the information that Benton says it'll be a few minutes, and Jackie's like, no, not today with this nonsense. And she marches off to go get him. Meanwhile, Kimber is still trying to eat the burger bigger than her head. Kimber, mom said, wait, but I'm starving. She's so pouty. I love that Kimber's speech patterns have not changed at all in the last 15 years. I know. You even get a little bit of that with Aja and Shayna as well. Aja is trying to pull out like insults with words that she doesn't totally get yet. Meanwhile, Jerrica notices the argument going on in the pool house and goes over to check it out. Yeah, meanwhile, Kimber's eating chips. Chips don't count. Because Jackie has had it up to here with this stuff where he is ignoring his family. No, Emmett, your girls are in the middle of something celebrating their father's birthday. I support what you're doing. You know that, but not today. You must give it a rest. Four girls that love you are sitting out there with their dinner getting cold, excited for you to unwrap their gifts and eat cake they helped bake. This project goes too far when it always takes you away from us. You can't get these moments back. You're right. I'm sorry. And then we get uh, <laughs> a reveal. Yeah. First off, Cave Starlight is wearing a like 80s Starlight music t-shirt with, uh, with the little star there and everything from the earrings, which I love. Yay. Apparently the issue that Cave Starlight is having is that there is something wrong with the synergy program that he's working on. Some virus or code. He keeps thinks- thinking he's gotten it, but he can never get it. He calls it insidious insidious and then the hologram projector makes a ping ping and jerica is so startled by this that she runs off slips on a super soaker and falls into the pool apparently according to sophie's twitter feed there are uh some of these sound effects are kind of mixed up around and they'll have to be fixed in the trade like the smack is apparently supposed to be her hitting the water right there or maybe the smack is her actually hitting the uh, hitting the pool surface, then the splash is her actually falling into the water. Because she's definitely hit her head on something, because as she falls down into the water, her glasses come off and they're cracked, and there's also blood trailing up into the water. And then Jackie dives in to retrieve Jerrica, and then it cuts to Synergy's face. Just to, like, hammer home that they've got the same face. Oh, yeah. And so we wake up back in the present. Back right after Silica has knocked all of them out right into the worst of what's going on. Luckily, though, the girls seem kind of okay. Synergy put them to sleep before they could get all hecked up on on, uh, on Goth Rock. 
Yeah, everybody else is still asleep, too. And it's adorable. The synergy basically notes that, yeah, she uh, made them pass out so they wouldn't damage themselves and send up a hologram so that people wouldn't notice what was going on. And we hear some of the roadies outside kind of uh, yelling about it, kind of getting upset because they're like, oh, there's a new tent and we have to tear it down. I hope we don't have to tear it down. I kind of love this hologram tent. (laughs) It's all synergy colors. There's a sign that says keep out. And I can't believe that it has worked this long. Everybody's just like, meh, glam rock. It's probably been at least an hour or two. It's not totally clear whether or not they have gone the full, like, eight hours of having to be not exposed to the sickness. It looks like it's daylight. They've been out for a while. Synergy starts to explain a little about what's going on with Silica. She was inside of me all along, a corruption of my program, and somehow she got loose. Synergy feels incredibly guilty about this. They hang out and they try and figure out what's going on. But here's the thing. Silica is not connected to Synergy anymore. She's been housed in some sort of separate hard drive somewhere, but she's managed to separate herself and become her own program. Which is good because that means that shutting down Synergy doesn't have to be an option, but that also means that Silica is on her own somewhere else where they can't get to her now. How long... Did it take them to build Silica her own system? Did they just slap something together out of garbage? Or was, is there something you could just get from Best Buy that's ready to go on that? I would love to think they just made a Best Buy run and they were running a special on a evil glam rocker containment unit. Can you imagine those three walking into an electronics store? Oh my god. Oh, I would love to have that as like a side story back issue. Synergy also says that before she and Silica were separated, uh, she saw a vision of Silica's plans, which, guess what, guys? It's world freaking domination. Okay, sure. I'm so excited that we have upped the ante to world domination. This is gem in the holograms to me. And also, Silica is going to basically take over the world tonight at the live broadcast concert. It's happening now. It's happening tonight. Everyone's in trouble. And Rio's here. And Rio's here. Well, Rio's here in voice. Calls Jerica on the phone. Oh, thank God. I've called you a dozen times. And he's like, Jerica. And she's like, don't worry about it. We're all together. We're all fine. I have to go. Call you later. Click. Bye, Rio. Bye, Rio. Aw. Bye, good Rio. Bye, good Rio. I still get flashbacks to bad Rio. Anyway, Jerica has at least part of a plan. While she relates that, we switch over to the Misfits van. Where... They've got the thing. Eric walks in and he's like, what exactly is going on here? And we have Jetta and Roxy sitting on top of Clash and Blaze because they've got the thing. They just said they've got the thing. They're all like, they're all dark gemmed. Super goth. They're talking in statements with flat periods. Let us go. Oh my God. These guys look incredible. I love Blaze's shoes. Oh, I got, I, I want those shoes. So Roxy's like, we caught them in the night. They had that damn gym song on repeat. I have a question. So after you hear the Silica song, do you just like go out and get a whole new wardrobe or do you gothify your existing wardrobe? Or why is the first instruction make yourself more goth? Silica does use the word gothic here later to describe herself. So she's at least partially self-aware. I'd like to think that this all happens by like gem wardrobe magic in the same way that everybody's hair gets bigger and smaller as as according to the whims of the uh, of the design because it doesn't actually matter and it's great. That seems fair. I think these costumes just sort of coalesce out of the ether. They know that they are summoned and it's time to get dark. And it's 
also time for our son to show up. Tekra's not sure he should be here. Eric called somebody at the end of last issue, and it was, in fact, our son, Tekrat. Tekrat! He is so upset about being here. So Eric sent one of the songs, I think, from the Silica program. He sent that to Tekrat, and Tekrat's been analyzing it. Uh, he basically hopped on a plane immediately just to get here. I mean, it's impossible to fully analyze without listening to it, which you won't let me do, which is annoying. But it's still fascinating. Yeah, well, you'll thank me later. Those two listen to that file. Techrat's been analyzing this program for a while. I also want to talk about uh, not only Techrat's outfit, which is great, but more importantly, his eyebrows. They have the same little sort of jaggle that uh, that Eric's do, except his are a little smoother. And uh, all of Techrat's expressions in this issue are amazing because he is sneering constantly. He is so disgusted. He does not want to be here. So disgusted. Where's Stormer? She went to get help! Please stop yelling. No! Who exactly is Stormer trying to get help from? The holograms! What? They're the whole problem. This bus is entirely too crowded. Because here come Stormer and the holograms. This bus really is too crowded. How are they fitting this many people on one bus? It's bigger on the inside. I do kind of love that uh, Kimber and Aja took the time to gel their hair. Jerrica's just sort of doing a little bit of a comb over. Also, can anyone explain Aja's Zarp shirt? <laughs> no. I don't know if this is just something from like, from the cartoon that I don't remember. I'm just delighted that she has a shirt that says Zarp on it. Isn't that like one of the things that Pinky said in Pinky and the Brain? No, that was Zort or Traws, which is Zort backwards. Okie doke. Eric points out that the holograms are the literal enemy, which, God, you're so dramatic, Eric. He is so great. He is, Eric is just like on point as Eric Raymond being Eric Raymond, I think. So Jerrica leans in with Roxy holding dark gothic blaze and is like, how long have they been like this? At least, sorry, uh, <clears throat> at least two hours. So Jerrica notes it's about six hours probably left for them. We should bind them so they don't hurt themselves or anyone else and put them in the back room. And uh, Storm returns to Eric and Eric's like, you're the one who put her in charge. Don't look at me. Yeah, he's just openly resentful now. He's like a child. Yeah. Jerrica sends Kimber to keep an eye on them, which Kimber thinks is a really dumb job, but she's going to do it anyway. And while we get that part covered, something else is happening. We're in like a, a Mike Mignola alley, as far as I can tell. Look at all those shadows. And BT dubs like the bright, almost kind of garishly on purpose color scheme in these two pages are so good and such a contrast to what happens before and after them. Shiver is uh, dressed like a Final Fantasy character with way too many belts. Look at all those belts! It's either that or she's a Digimon. Oh, she could be a Digimon. And she seems to be coming too, wondering where she's going, where she is, calling out for two other people named Lenore and Mina, who we can probably assume are going to be the, uh, the other two members of the sickness. Let's talk about this. Lenore and Mina? I'm gonna go ahead and call these out as gothic callouts. Yeah. Yeah, they are. We've got a Raven reference and a uh, and a Dracula reference. Yeah, I'm delighted by that. A plus. Who wants to take bets on what Shiver's called? Oh my god, uh, Rebecca could be like Shelley. Shelley sounds about right. Like get get a good Frankenstein reference in there, maybe. Uh, I might also guess Hester. Oh, Hester's good. Yeah, could go with something like Olympia, like uh, from Der Sandman, my Hoffman. Anyway. Silica pops out of the darkness. Shiver, you are here with me, where you have always been. I am all you ever need. 
You kind of see like little hologram things start trickling into her brain. It's great. Yeah, especially because as she sort of starts to wear off a little, you get those little sort of square, almost digital trickles off of her makeup too. And then they sort of come right back into place with those holog- with those pink hologram bits. Also, her font changes when she's back under the sickness's power to be like a serif font that is truly gothic. I also really, really like Silica's like face makeup in this. It's very bat-like almost. Yeah, it totally is. It's also got those same sorts of shapes with uh, the bits coming down from the eyes that Jem has in a lot of her makeup. It's a really good callback right there, especially because that's her template is apparently based off of the Jem hologram. Also, I kind of love that Silica's hairstyle changes from panel to panel. It's magnificent. She's so great. She's so great. She sends off Shiver to find Synth and scream because she must feed them. Yeesh. And as Shiver walks away, she's carrying like huge equipment boxes. That's that's not ominous at all or foreboding. And then as she walks away, Silica has a monologue. It will all be so beautiful when I am done. I will set humans free from choice, worry, fear, a brave new world made in my dark gothic image. Oh my god. <laughs> Don't fret precious, I'm here. Step away from the window. I love this. I love this. I love that we're doing like the AI who wants to help people by making them all the same by way of like teen goth. This is so gem. I love it. It is the most gem thing. It is so great. Meanwhile, shut up or the gags go back on. Kimber's hanging out in the back with Clash and Blaze who are tied up and we can see a bit more of their incredible glam rock outfits. Oh god, it's so good. (laughs) Blaze has coffin earrings. And Clash has like eyeballs that look like they've been plucked out of a head recently. Yeah, those are disturbingly realistic eyeballs. Right? Let's talk a minute about how in the cartoon, Eric was constantly trying to get Kimber to, like, come over to the dark side because she could be so much better without Jim. And apparently Silica's watched the cartoon. Who needs Jim anyway? She's just a too-tall diva nightmare anyway, right? Yeah, you deserve to be the diva nightmare. Thanks, Blaze. Uh, imagine it. Kimber and the... Er, just Kimber. Can you see it? Overnight, Kimber. With Silica to aid you, you can conquer the world overnight. And nobody will even remember Jim's name. Kimber's like, shut up. I know you're making sense, but shut up. Or I love this. Shut up or it's Tape Mouth City for the both of you again. And then when they finally quiet up, she calls them. Yeah, that's what I thought. Heckle and Jekyll. Is Kimber old and culturally aware enough to be making that joke? I don't know, but I love it. I don't think she knows who Heckle and Jekyll are. Oh my god, I can't believe she called them Heckle and Jekyll. That just, that delights me. Anyway, back in the rest of the bus, Stormer and Jerrica are trying to figure out a plan as much as they can without Jerrica actually sitting down and explaining, by the way, we have freaking holograms. Eric burst in with, this is all very cute, but what are we even talking about? What is this? What is happening? And Tekrat's like, I can answer this. And Jerrica has the appropriate response to seeing someone who looks like Tekrat, which is, who are you? Doesn't matter. It's secular acoustic sensitivity. What? Everyone but me is so dumb. God, it's tedious. <laughs> and everyone's like, hey! <laughs> I love Techrat so much. Let's let's gather what everybody knows here and what Techrat explains. So, first off, we know that the sickness program lasts about eight hours with no continuous uh reintegration. We know that you can be shocked out of it as a shortcut before the eight hours, but it has to be something that is, if not traumatic, then at least something that is very unlike oneself. 
such as when Jericho was able to snap out after kissing Rio as Jem, and Rio being like, what the hell is wrong with you? And then Tegrat explains what exactly is going on. It's kind of like subliminal message or hypnotism in the Silica program. These sounds are, without someone even realizing it, having a profound effect on their brain. Think of it like fingernails on a chalkboard. And everybody, like, winces. You didn't even have to actually hear the sound, and you had a physical reaction to it. So imagine that, except you're hearing a million nails on chalkboard over and over again. But instead of making you shudder, it makes you want something else. And it turns people into zombos, zambambos, zimbies. They're just like you, only darker. Alja has the appropriate response, which is, Jesus! And then Jenna goes, I'll bloody second that. And I, I just I just appreciate Techrat giving this speech, and you know it's in the most condescending way possible. Oh god, he is sneering the entire time. Oh, I love Techrat. I love Techrat so much. So Stormer says, we have to wake them up now. I don't want this to keep happening in the back of our van. Ericas, anyone know what they're afraid of? Roxy and Ted are like, yep. Harmless hazing. No big. New band. Hazing. It's fine. Clash isn't even in the band. Why is she getting hazed? Ah, we always haze Clash. This is like some That 70s Show level stuff. There's some noodle incident nonsense going on in there, I swear. So it only takes apparently a couple of seconds. And then we just hear a scream from the back of the van. And then Clash and Blaze walk out. At least back to normal, if not all degothed. And Clash is like, you guys are jerks. Everybody else has sat down and is busy with various electronic, uh, except for Tech Rat, who's still standing and just kind of, honestly, he's probably dealing with something else. I absolutely love that Clash actually says, no, I mean, they're class A douche canoes. And also, thank you. I'm really glad that I have a comic in my hands that has the word douche canoes in it. I kind of want to know what they did. I also don't want to know because nothing they could show on page would be as good as the ideas I have in my head. Anyone have any great ideas? Jerica asks on how to fix that. And someone off panel says, and the silence was deafening. I knew you dummies couldn't hack it without me. And then we turn the page and holy crap, it's pizzazz. It's pizzazz. I love everything about this look. She looks so great. She looks incredible. Her hair is huge and magnificent. She's got these giant lightning bolt earrings. And also this like zebra tiger stripe outfit thing she's got going on. It's all in pinks and purples, which you guys, we've already seen like the solicit image for gem number 16, which had everybody together in like outfits that coordinated with the other band's color schemes. Pizzazz is already there. She's got asymmetrical boots. Oh my god, the fishnets, this, oh, everything about this is incredible and triumphant and beautiful. And as soon as I turned the page when I was reading this the first time, I was like, <gasps> I screamed a little bit. And we see like the various characters reacting and you know, the holograms don't look like they care, but the misfits are so happy. Even Eric's smiling a little bit. Roxy has like her fist pumps, Jetta's smiling, a Stormer's smiling, and we can see Clash in the background smiling. Everyone's so happy. Clash has little hard eyes. Oh, this is so cute. Blaze doesn't look too happy, but I can understand why. Yeah, that's gonna be, that's gonna be tricky. So Pizzazz marches in and says, looks like I'm back just in time to save the day. What a surprise. What's your great plan to save the day? Music. Music is the only thing that ever saves the day. So I'd say it'll have to be a super show team up to end all super show team ups. To be continued. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, this page. This thing is so gem. They're gonna solve this with music, you guys. Oh, everything in this is so gem and I love it. 
I love it so much. It is like gem distilled down to its perfect essence. I'm just, I'm so happy about this issue, you guys. I am on the edge of my seat waiting for Dark Gem 6. I can't wait to see how this wraps up. I'm so jazzed. So coming off of that high, uh, it is worth noting that the holograms column does have people being like, thank you for making Rio not a jerk and not kissing her back. Apparently updating the dynamic of the Gem Jerica Rio triangle was one of the first things they talked about when they were pitching the series. Which is absolutely something that needs to be addressed, right? Because, I mean, we've we've talked about this so many times. It's a neat idea, but its execution is so scummy in the cartoon. Yeah, it's not good. Every time I read the letters column, I'm just so happy that there has been such a positive reaction to this comic. It is absolutely for everyone that has ever loved Gem, I feel. Yeah, the people who loved it sincerely, the people who loved it ironically. The people who sit somewhere in the middle like we do. This is such a great comic, and I'm just like, it's been over a year since this comic started coming out and I just remain just delighted every issue. Uh, I can't believe we have to wait another month for this. No. Oh, we have to wait another month to see how Dark Gem plays out. Oh, man. That's also going to be Sophie's last issue. For a while, at least. She's going to be stepping back from the book to work on other projects and work on non-gen things, which I can totally understand. I think... She is incredible on Jim, but I can see needing to draw something else for a while afterwards. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit more next time, uh, including what we'll be expecting with the artists coming up. But, uh, but man, I would not have wanted anybody else on Dark Gem but Sophie Campbell. Uh, I just also want to point out really quick, because of how we record these episodes, next week's episode was actually recorded before this one, and Chris Sims is back next week. Because that was the weekend that Mackenzie was not here. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. We're also on Twitter and Tumblr. You can find us just about everywhere at the Gem Jam, except on Twitter, where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you like what we do and you want to support us, ratings, reviews, and subscriptions on wherever you find our podcasts are always tremendously helpful. We also love hearing from you if you want to leave a comment now and then. That's also cool. The ratings and reviews really help our metrics help us get uh, help us get discovered a little more. If you have a couple bucks kicking around, uh, you can also subscribe to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash the gem jam. Uh, we are coming up on a milestone where we are going to do some let's plays of bad Otome games, of which uh, Mackenzie has many. And I'm very excited as a group of three to uh, debate which husbando we are going to woo and uh, which ridiculous decisions we are going to make about whether or not to carry somebody's books. My vote will always be the lesbian option. Anyway, that is over at patreon.com slash the gem jam. Check that out sometime if you have some bucks kicking around if not uh we love you guys all the same we love talking to you it is super fun to hear from you guys if you are also hankering for us talking about other stuff you can hear us on our other podcast which is i will fight you we have done some episodes that i'm particularly proud of uh we seem to be focusing kind of on movies but uh that may change depending on our whims but uh there's some pretty fun topics on there i suggest you check it out wherever you find podcasts and uh one last thing that we are pretty excited Excited to talk about this October, we are going to be at Geek Girl Con in Seattle, Washington. Uh, we'll be doing a panel there. It'll be gem related, as you can imagine. We'll have some more details later, but we are <laughs> really excited about this. I called my mommy and daddy. As soon as I found out, I called my parents. That's how excited I am. We're really stoked. GeekroCon is a is a great convention and we're going to be really excited to be there. So until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam. We remind you, outrageous soldiers never die. They just fade away. And then come back on triumphant last pages. Yeah!